It's time for another Smack Talk Live where we're doing the week that was Raw and SmackDown off the heels of a very disappointing Royal Rumble. Tony Colombo, what's going on, buddy? What's happening, Dennis Farrell? Good to talk with you. Has your opinion of the Royal Rumble changed at all mm. now that we've had a few days to digest it? Not at all. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I, I, I had a friend that actually tried to sell me that the whole pay-per-view in general was not bad, and we're no longer friends. I keep hearing from uh, – there's a couple of, uh, of, of podcasts out there and, uh, you know, things that I, that I listen to or read that are typically very um, – well, not very negative, but they're but they're critical. You know, they're not afraid to be critical of the product that were surprisingly nice to this rumble. And so, I'm wondering, like, what did what what did we miss? Why were we so disappointed when others don't seem to think it was it was that bad of a night? You know, and normally I am the nice one, and you're the poo-pooer. And this right. time we, we we both were very negative about this pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, and I thought it was very unique. People haven't heard it yet. We started our World Rumble Review podcast during the Rumble at about number twenty-five. So we so because we wanted our natural reactions to lead into the review it was horrible and i mean we were down <laughs> a couple of guys that were that were depressed at the end of that pay-per-view and during that last review and, and you can hear um, go and, back and listen yeah go ahead yeah go back and listen to it if you haven't because you get to hear our genuine reactions to what was happening now let me let me run this by you here's an idea that i've heard floated out there the thing that the thing that made the 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 cherry on top of the disappointment cake was Roman Reigns coming into the Royal Rumble at number thirty, uh, which we were all hoping would finally be that surprise fun entrant that we were hoping for that we got none of um, in the actual Royal Rumble match. I've heard the. Uh, speculation that they did that on purpose knowing that the one guaranteed way to make sure that Randy Orton didn't get booed winning the Rumble was to have him eliminate Roman Reigns and the one way to get to start a heel turn for Roman Reigns would be for him to come out and eliminate the undertaker. So if this is true, I, which I don't believe, I don't believe that for a second, just because I don't trust the WWE to finally turn Roman Reigns heel because they've never, why would I think that they'll do it now when they've, it should have been done so many times in the past and they refuse to do it. So I just don't believe that that's what they're doing. But if they are, if they sent him out there to be booed, not to be the hero like we always see him or think that they're trying to portray him as, if this was truly a way to 
get more heat on him. Let's send him out there. We know he's going to get his ass food off. Uh, it'll guarantee a good pop for Randy. Uh, it'll make Randy look better in, in comparison. And if he throws out, out The Undertaker, what a perfect way to start a heel turn. If that's the case, do you feel a little bit better about things? Mm, not the pay-per-view as a whole. The ending, sure. Yeah. But once again, I think we had a expectation that was uh, not met. And setting this up for a future hill turn in weeks, months, isn't enough payoff for me to make that better. But I agree. Let's, I agree. Let's move on and talk about Raw and SmackDown this week. I thought Raw yep. did very well this week. They This was probably the best Raw in four months easily. Uh, unfortunately, the news coming out that uh, Seth Rollins, Rollins re-injured his knee. It looks like it was an MCL sprain is the rumor right now, which means he could be out up to six to, what, six to eight weeks? Yeah, eight weeks is what I'm hearing. This is brand new stuff, so this could change uh, immediately. Um, but yeah, apparently he re-injured his knee in the segment at the end of the show with Smoke Joe. Looked amazing. Uh, I mean, Joe looked vicious. Yes. I mean, it looked stiff. So if if there was an injury suffered there, it's it's not surprising. But Joe needs to look stiff. I'm not. That's not a knock at all. That that was exactly the way that segment needed to go down. Um, it's thrilled as I am to see Joe. I wanted him to enter and win the Royal Rumble. Um, as thrilled as I am to see Joe, I. I I'm a little bit worried about what they're doing with him because if the if the idea is for Rollins to face Triple H at WrestleMania, I, and and Triple H is it, it appears to be sending Joe out as the as his heater to uh, block Seth Rollins from getting to him to you know to put it into Seth Rollins before. Triple H has to deal with it himself. Well, now with the injury, it could change everything. But but going into this idea of having Joe do this, uh, it makes me worried that Joe was going to be used as a stepping stone. And I would th- I would hate for Samoa Joe's first pay-per-view match in the WWE to be against Seth Rollins and Rollins conquers Joe to prove that he has to get to Triple H. And the other way around doesn't make any sense either. If Joe is able to beat Seth Rollins, then why the hell would Seth Rollins get, up, uh, get to fight Triple H? So uh, the, I, maybe they're going to go about it a different way, but that the, the storyline that Joe's been put into worries me. What, what are your thoughts on it? I disagree because I think the way they could totally have pulled this off was not have Joe on a pay-per-view for a, a few months. You you just have Joe come out, attack Seth Rollins, which only makes Seth Rollins more angry at Triple H, and, and you still protect Samoa Joe. I, I think that's how you do it. You don't have to have him set up in a match. You don't even have to have him going in a match versus Seth Rollins. You just... Rollins wants Triple H. Samoa Joe is is just the destroyer. So you you right. can have this three man triangle without any of them really have to facing each other until the big payoff. But don't you think that Triple H would make Rollins beat Samoa Joe before he would allow him 
self. I, I just don't see. No, no, no. See, the, I don't see the reasoning for Triple H to step in a ring with Seth Rollins until Rollins has vanquished my, the Destroyer. My friend, I disagree, and here's why. You're talking about the cerebral assassin. He's just going to have Joe go out there week in and week out and soften the guy up until he eventually has to face him. I think that's where this was going, and I was okay with it. If, if you really think yeah. about it, you know you're going to have to face this guy, and you know it's coming. Well, then I'm going to send this guy to just soften him up each week while he's still coming at me. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I guess that – well, yeah, that would work. I, again, it's just one of those things that – uh, I just uh, I don't trust WWE to do it that way. But, but that, if they were to do it that way, then then there there's a, a good explanation of why they were going down this path. But unfortunately, we may never know what the original plans were. If this news about his knee is correct, because he if this is true, he'll be back just in time, just in time for WrestleMania, which would mean that there would be no matches really to you know uh, to build up anything more uh probably he's he'll probably be okay to come and do some in-ring stuff and appear and you know be on raw and you know hype the match and stuff but i don't think there's going to be an um a fast lane match for seth rollins now and see, so well, maybe we'll never know exactly where, where they were going see once again i kind of disagreed because if i were playing if i were the fantasy booker here I would take a card out of what they did with Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker a couple of years ago where Bray Wyatt created, maintained, and brought on a whole storyline without The Undertaker even showing up until WrestleMania. And it was a yeah. great storyline. I feel like you might be able to do the same thing. You you have the Destroyer and Triple H bragging, and then occasionally now you have Seth Rollins, you know, popping up here and there, creating a disturbance again. You could pull this off without even having them be in the ring. It won't happen at Fastlane. And maybe you do the whole, you know, what, what what's the old school angles where, you know, you have a guy in the ring and you know he's not in the arena. You have a ref come out, come count the 10, and you know he's not. <laughs> you could pull yeah. maybe something like that out and then have the big payoff at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I, I could maybe see that. And they should, if they were to do that, they should definitely use the knee injury mm -hmm. as, you know, Samoa Joe put Rollins out and Rollins is not even, you know, this shut him up and now he's gone and we're not going to see from him again, see or hear from him again. And then Rollins does appear at WrestleMania and we haven't seen him. And all of a sudden, he's in the ring with Triple H. I can see that. You can. I, I, and hopefully, hopefully they go that way. I do want to say this. The match and buildup between Bray Wyatt and Undertaker at WrestleMania a few years ago, you just said was a great buildup. Let's, let's, let's choose our words a little more carefully than great. Satisfactory, I think, would be a better word than great. But I thought, anyway, I see. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was great because you were depending on one man to have to build, carry, and create a storyline without even yeah. the other person. Considering how it would have done, Bray Wyatt turned that into a great buildup. I think. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Serviceable. Serviceable. Oh, we okay. We. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll disagree. That's a different, that's a different discussion. What, uh, what else about Raw? 
did you uh, did you like or not like this? Week? Um, you know, I'm never a fan of mixed gender tag team matches. Uh, Bailey, Cesaro, yeah. Sheamus against Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and uh, Flair. That was that wasn't a dud, but it was what it was. Rich Swan uh, crashed Neville sell us, uh, you know. Uh, Neville's coronation, yeah, yeah, which was weak, anyways, because I'd like to have seen him come down and like the old Macho Man, where he had a couple jobbers carrying him on the uh, throne. Right. If you're, if you're going to call yourself a king, you, you know, come down and act like it. Have a have a crown or something. But I, I thought, I, yeah, I, I like Neville. I like that he's champion. Heel Neville, but man. If you watch that segment back, the 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 crowd does not care. It's Mm-mm. the quietest arena. They could just absolutely couldn't care less about what those guys are doing. And that's just they man, the cruiserweight division is just in trouble. Um, the whole thing is they they really got to figure out a way to put some excitement in that division because it's not going to get any bigger. Then Neville and Rich Swan, those are your guys. I mean, Cedric Alexander, Rich Swan, Neville, these are the guys. Gallagher, you know, and if they can't get the crowd to do anything, then maybe when maybe maybe the whole Rey Mysterio uh, rumors, maybe he could come in and give the cruiserweights at 205 a shot in the arm. But I even even Ray, I'm not sure. Um I'm not sure that, that that's going to get the crowd excited about the cruiserweights, which um, makes me nervous for that whole division. Here's here's I made this comparison to someone, whether it was on a podcast or not, I don't remember. WCW did it right because there was the cruiserweight division, but they had inner story lines with other wrestlers outside that division. Yes. To me, yes. you have different ring ropes, different lighting. You have different announcers in the middle of Raw. It feels segregated. It doesn't feel connected, yep. and it doesn't flow. I think I think you need to see it have the same ring ropes. You, you need to see it be more connected with Raw because, to me, right now, when it comes on, I, I, I'm taken out. If it's I, the purple and, you know, the wrestlers. Yep. I agree. You have a couple of them get involved with the, some the of the guys. champion can be in other – the, the United States champion and the, and the Intercontinental champion can get involved in, in, in any feud or any program they want. The Cruiserweight champion can, in my opinion, can do the same. Mm-hmm. He can only defend his title against people his weight, but that doesn't mean that the Cruiserweights... And, and forget the champion. There's, there's no reason, in my mind, that Cedric Alexander couldn't have a match with Rusev you know it's it's fine they could be a program together mm-hmm. but not the way that not the way that the WWE is doing it and I agree with you it's, it's I, they need to just make it all one they need to they all need to be together in one show instead of separating the cruiserweights they do and if you want to separate the cruiserweights completely then just put the cruiserweights on 205 and stop putting them on Raw and, and Smackdown and make them their own smaller NXT type thing, right? Because having them completely segregated on the same show just makes no sense. I agree. And the other, other than that, though, the real note was Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens kind of getting into it. Yeah, 
a program together where once again Roman Reigns comes out and interferes, which helps Kevin Owens keep the belt. But it looks like it's going to be Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens at the next pay per view. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, it's too early to tell. Um, but, you know, for me to to have uh, an opinion on that. Let's. But uh, yeah, I, I'm so I just I, I'm just so sad. I say this every week. I'm just. I'm just sad for Kevin Owens' title reign and how weak he has looked throughout the entire thing. And it just is disappointing. And that doesn't seem to be changing no matter what, who he's in a program with. Well, let's move over to SmackDown where I have some criticism this week, Tony. Okay. Uh, the John Cena thing disgusted me. I mean, it, hang on. Hear me out before you say anything. We, sure. We get... Before Royal Rumble, we get this edgy John Cena that we all kind of liked. It, it, I'm John Cena. It's my time. And it's this is the edgiest, the closest to a hill we've ever seen where he just was a little bit more cocky. He gets a belt. Now he's back to hustle, loyalty, respect. And I got to give it to AJ Styles. He brought it and it took four. To, what the hell are you doing, John Cena? Don't do that. You stick with that edgy side of you. Now that you have a belt, I don't want to see the loving, caring. I got to give this guy credit. He took it to me, but I bet it, it just didn't work. It seemed very two-faced to me that what having him come out and do that this week. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't have that. I didn't have that violent of a reaction to it as you. <laughs> I, it made me angry. <laughs> Yeah, I could. I mean, I see where you're coming from. I, I don't know. It just seemed very John Cena to me. So, I didn't. I mean, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. I, Ugh, it angered me. I let you. I let you have your opinion, and I'm not going to agree or disagree with it. I uh, thought it was fine. But then that turned into a tag team match. Mm-hmm. John Cena, Luke Harper versus Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Uh, I'm. Look, we've seen this before, and we've seen this many times. I mean, this is the same, almost same exact storyline with, uh, I was almost called him Austin Creed. Oh, man. Um, oh, I can't believe I just, uh, um, what, what's his name? Uh, why did I just call him Austin Creed? Who are you, Apollo Crews? Who yeah, are you trying to not, get to? No, no, uh, New Day. Who's, who's the? Oh, Xavier Woods? Yes. His real name's uh, no Xavier Woods. His real name's uh, okay. Austin Creed. But we saw this where he was hypnotized by Bray Wyatt and a little bit intimidated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I look. I, I don't know where this is going. I, I, I guess it's just you. Know, well, Luke Harper. It, here's my thoughts. The, you're, you're keeping Luke Harper close enough for the Bray Wyatt-Randy Orton split that Luke Harper-Bray Wyatt will become one again. That's kind of mm-hmm. how I get that feeling. Like, like Luke's main beef is with Randy Orton, not Bray, but they come close to kind of fisticuffs, but not really. And, you know, the rumors out there, and I try to stay away from the dirt sheets, is Bray Wyatt-Randy Orton will face each other for the championship. And, you know... Braille uh, apparently might get his first title run, which it's well overdue, but that'll split up Orton and uh, Bray, and then Luke Harper will side back with Bray Wyatt, and that's kind of what I feel like it's happening. Yeah, I 
uh, and this is another one of those situations where I'm, I'm nervous for the future. Uh, we, I said it after the Royal Rumble. I don't know where they're going with Randy Orton, but I don't like any of the, I don't like any of the possible outcomes that I can see. I don't want to, I don't think anybody wants to see, and I can't imagine WWE would make John Cena and Randy Orton be in another program together for the mojillionth time. You know what? Can, can I say something? I yeah, I, of course. I, uh, we did a podcast recently, me and Pamela and Michelle, and you've got to listen to it. It was whether John Cena was good for wrestling or not. And we both said yes, but he wasn't the best champion overall. But my point for John Cena, which separates him from Hulk Hogan or some of the greatest faces ever, is John Cena lacks that consistent heel to face well, you know, he splits off, does, does this, but ends up coming back and fights his nemesis. John Cena kind of lacked that guy. Edge okay. could have been it, but Edge, you know, was injured and then left early. And I think John Cena's downfall is being one of the greatest faces is he doesn't have the greatest villain to help to help be his foil. That's a great point. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. But Randy, but Randy Orton's not that guy. Could have I don't been, want them but to, not. I don't want them. No, I don't want them to try to make Randy Orton that guy. It, like he's been the thorn in the side forever of, of John Cena. I don't think their programs have been that great in the past. I can't. I don't. I, I don't think any of the the uh, prior Randy Orton John Cena feuds were legendary. So another middle of the road transitional feud to get us to the next step is not what I want to see right now. And as much as I agree with you about Bray Wyatt being overdue for a championship, this getting to it this way has just seemed underwhelming. And with all of the other things that you have built up around this WrestleMania, a, a Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton main event or near main event for the biggest title in the company seems completely overshadowed by the other things going on. Uh, the, the, the WWE championship at this WrestleMania needs to be between two giants. Guys with names like John Cena, The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, it needs to, this WrestleMania is so packed full of big names that Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt for the WWE title, for me, doesn't cut it. So I just, but I, I mean, I want Bray Wyatt to, to have a, a world championship reign, a whole bunch of them. I think he definitely deserves it. But I don't think winning it against Randy Orton, who was just a part of the family for a while, as the family splits, I don't like that story. I want him to beat somebody. I want him to take it away from John Cena. You know, I want him to take it away from The Undertaker. I want him to. I want him to beat somebody uh, massive. And I know. I know Randy Orton's a legend. I got a bunch of crap for not for uh, not being happy about Randy Orton because I'm in St. Louis. And he's a St. Louisan, so I'm supposed to just automatically love that he won the Royal Rumble. Randy Orton and I even went to the same high school, and I I love Randy Orton. I think he's great, but this but this 
feud and what is happening right now just doesn't seem like a main event, top of the line program, which is what I think you need heading into WrestleMania. That's where I stand on all that. All right. I'm not going to argue. Uh, I, I I think it would mean more if it came against a more iconic figure than Randy Orton. But at this point, being a Bray Wyatt fan, I'll take it any way I can get it, any time I can get it. I think I've... Do you I've, think anybody cares about that match at the end of WrestleMania after they've had, after they will have seen, or if you put on, if you do the, we'll put the WWE Championship match on in the middle of the card, which I, which drives me crazy also so either you've already seen or you're waiting to see names like aj styles undertaker john cena brock lesnar i i mean is any at the end of that card is anybody going to care about orton and wyatt and and if you and if you stick it in the middle of the card then you're making the wwe title a a mid-card situation at wrestlemania so I just yeah. Yeah, the whole the whole thing the whole thing makes me nervous. Now maybe they're going somewhere better, but that it doesn't look like it. There's there was not much else from SmackDown that really interests me. The the women the you know, tag team match was all right. I loved the American Alpha's open challenge. I thought that was good. We finally got to see yeah. something exciting out of that. I'm curious to see what happens. Uh, when you bring out all these tag teams and they basically had a battle royal and at the end, nothing was really announced. But nah, I could see past that. It was good. AJ Dean Ambrose, very good match, good ending. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I hate I, I like Dean Ambrose's flippidness, but I don't think Dean Ambrose makes a good ch- uh, Intercontinental Champion. I think... The Miz should hang on to that. That the, the he's built it back up. I mean, he's not lying. And I I I think the Miz having it, and then maybe antagonizing Dean Ambrose, and maybe Dean Ambrose acting like he doesn't care, would have been a great ending. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I I, I wish that they would have. I wish that that would have built more. I wish I don't mind Dean winning it. I don't, and I, I don't mind Dean being the champion, but. I would have liked to see Dean have to chase it a little bit longer, drag that story out, mm-hmm. make, you know, have, because Dean, you know, is very good at, he's very good on the mic and he's, he, he's very good in a program, especially with somebody who's as good on the mic and as uh, personality driven as the Miz. And, and I could see the whole lunatic thing just being escalated every week as the Miz finds another way to cheat Dean Ambrose out of the Intercontinental title, that could have been a really fun program. So mm-hmm. I don't mind Dean being the champion. I think he's a good champion. Uh, I think he can do good things for the Intercontinental title, like the Miz did. But they, I do feel like they left a lot of money and a lot of good story on the table by, by getting to it so quickly. Um, the one last point I wanted to make uh, before we wrap things up, is uh, how concerned are you? The one thing that, that the one thing that I didn't think SmackDown did a great job of is they they were given only two weeks after the Royal Rumble to build up the Elimination Chamber, which 
the Elimination Chamber, really, I would have thought would be a big deal because they could put so many WrestleMania stipulations on that card. I thought they were going to just dive right into Elimination Chamber promotion and program building. And it just seemed like they... I mean, they certainly talked about it and, you know, but they, it just didn't, it didn't feel like this pretty big pay-per-view is right around the corner on SmackDown. You know, I, I really thought they would do a better job of, I mean, just, they just, you know, announce, here's the guys that's going to be in it. You know, there's, why? <laughs> you know, and, you know, why would, did you just pick your six best guys? Like, what are we, why are these guys in it? And. Does anybody have a beef with anybody? And what's the, I just, I, I was surprised that they didn't, that they didn't do more with making the elimination chamber sound like this big, huge event that's right around the corner and boy, we got to get ready. Uh, I agree 100%. I'm not a big fan of two pay-per-views a month at all. Uh, I think you could tell both show stories in one pay-per-view. I was even a fan of going to pay-per-view every other month and maybe making it an extra hour long. I, I don't like. I like the days of back in the WWF when there were six pay-per-views a year and it was special. Uh, now two pay. I just, I don't like it. I don't. I'm not a fan of it. I'd want to go back and more story over more time and then one payoff. Not. A payoff every two weeks to everybody's story. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the genie. You're never going to get the cat back in the bag on the pay per views every month. But yeah, I, I they. I think they could have done a little bit better with the positioning of these pay per views. They, the elimination chamber should have been at least three weeks after the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and then you could have pushed Fast Lane a couple weeks after that. And then you'd still have some a few weeks between all of it and WrestleMania. It just seems like I was I really was thinking this whole time going into the Royal Rumble that, you know, as soon as the Royal Rumble's over, the Elimination Chamber is going to be here. And dang, they're going to they can do some really cool things with the Elimination Chamber. And it just seemed like they it, it didn't it didn't they didn't make it out to be the big deal that I thought it was going to be. I would, and, and we're already going to be at the go home show next week. I mean, I, it's that fast. So I would love. I was a little disappointed with that. I'd love to have seen a tournament. This is it, it, this is my dream book, and it doesn't make sense, but I liked it. Have a tournament to see which would be the final six, and then a. Yeah. But but and then opposite though, have a have a over-the-top rope match where all six are in there and you go opposite. Last one standing would be the last one out of the elimination chamber chamber itself. First one out mm-hmm. would be the first two in the ring. Yeah. I, I think that you would could have, you could have You could have landed on these guys, you know, being the guys in the chamber mm-hmm. still, but do some qualification matches. Yeah. You know, but put some put some story into why we're, we're here where we at, where we're at. Um, but they just, 
you know, they just didn't do that. And I was a little bit disappointed with that. I was really expecting them to make a bigger deal out of, uh, out of the elimination chamber being so close. And, uh, you know, we got to get ready for this really important event. That's going to basically shape our, our side of the WrestleMania card, but we'll see. We've got another week to go. All right. Well, let's wrap this up and send everybody home. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Overall, what did you think of the week? Just just overall, were you, we don't have to give it a letter grade. Just satisfied, uh, thought it was good, thought it was great. Just the WWE's week of programming. I would say hugely disappointed by the Royal Rumble. Uh, but SmackDown and Raw at least took a step in the right direction of getting things back on track. Although I am still some of the particularly big feuds, um, I, I still I still have some some major concerns with. So it got a little bit better after Sunday, but um, but I'm still a little nervous about things. Where, What's your overall thoughts right now? Uh, I think them rushing SmackDown is going to be the demise. It seems like SmackDown yep. is always going to be on the def- uh, on the rush after a pay per view, a dual pay per view. Uh, I worry about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it hurts storytelling. And going forward, this is going to be the make or break. Can they pull Elimination Chamber off with this short of time? Because they're going to take their time with Raw. They're going to try to protect Raw. They're going to try to build Raw back up to be the marquee show. And I feel like it's going to be this little stuff right here that's going to put the nail in the coffin for the SmackDown ratings. And I, the WWE is so afraid of of competition that it would sabotage its own brand because it's afraid it's going to compete with its A show. Yeah, man. It's so backwards, but you're right. It does it does seem that that's what they're doing. All right, Dennis Farrell, good stuff. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening for another episode of Smack Talk Live. Always keep it here. Keep an eye on wherever you are listening to us uh, on uh, the website that I recommend you go to is 971talk.com slash Colombo. Uh, it's the uh, on the radio station website that I work for here in st louis we put all of the episodes right there on that page um check it out we, we try to get at least two podcasts up for you every single week including this uh weekend review that we always do midweek so uh keep an eye open for that follow me on twitter at tony colombo 971 all o's in colombo at tony colombo 971 Always love to hear your feedback on this show, your thoughts and opinions about what we've talked about and what you want to hear us talk about. So we we appreciate anyone and everyone that joins Dennis and I in these conversations every week. And you can also uh, join the conversation on our Facebook page. How do they do that, Dennis? You just go over to Facebook and type in. Type in, oh, hang on, I hit my phone there. Uh, you go over to Facebook and type <laughs> in Smack Talk Live. You hit subscribe, and then you talk to us. That's the way to do it. Uh, and you can also take, if you're not going to listen from the 97.1 FM News Talk backslash Colombo link, that's where you probably listen to at home or at your desk. But you want to take us with you, you can go over to Stitcher and iTunes and just download it. You go look up uh, Tony Colombo or Dennis Farrell or Smack Talk Live and 
you're, you can take it with you, and we'll we'll go on trips with you. That's how nice of guys we are. <laughs> so, Tony, that's uh, that's this week's review. Look for an episode of the tens this week, and we'll uh, we'll we'll be good to you. We promise. Say bye. You can you want to listen to us is fine with us. Yeah, that's right. All right, Tony. Good show. We'll talk to you guys later. All right. Bye. <laughs>